right, welcome to the podcast. I guess Ben, you've been on before, but Jess, this is your first time. So, yes, so excited to have both of you here. Um, y'all are in a crazy, exciting season, right? Oh yeah, it's definitely crazy, but it's been really exciting and fun too. It's awesome. So, Engage, you just moved to Colorado. All the transition happening. So um, I know I've seen you post on Instagram about dress shopping, but have you found the dress? I found the dress. That's awesome. I'm like not showing anyone. So Ben's mom and my mom are the only ones that have seen it, which makes it really fun too. I love that. That's awesome. See, I wish I would have done that. I could not help myself. I was like showing the girl Lululemon who was like helping me out. I was like, (laughs) do you want to see? Like terrible. Like the only person who hadn't seen it was like Christian. Um, (laughs) I love that. That's awesome. What was your experience like? Like picking out the dress? Did you know whenever you got it or were you like in between a few? Honestly, I like, I mean, I don't know about you, but I had an image in my brain of what I wanted and I put it on and I hated yep. it. And so then I was like, well, I guess I'll just try on everything. So <laughs> I tried on literally every style dress. And then the, the one I put on, I was like, oh no, this is it. And then we made a couple changes to it, but I don't even have photos of it on my phone because I know I'd be that same way. Yep. I show it to every single person. It's too hard. You can't have the picture. That's that's so funny. That's how my sister is. She just got engaged and she like had mm-hmm. the dress that she knew she wanted and she tried it on and she was like, I don't like this at all. Like and the no. one that she said she would never wear, like the type that she would never wear is the one she got. It's so funny. Yep. Yeah. So that's awesome. I think wedding dress shopping is like, I feel like sometimes it's similar to your personality too, which is always really funny to see. Um, Ben, are you excited for Jess to finally be in Colorado? Oh my gosh. It's been awesome. Yeah, we did long distance for two and a half years. Dang. So, and like long distance, long distance. Like we would go weeks without seeing each other. Dang. Yeah, I remember that. So, yeah, it was tough. So having her in Colorado now is really great for every reason. Like we're able to actually like spend time together or do nothing together or go off and do our own things when we're in the same city. Like it's been just a really positive thing. Oh, I love that. That's so great. Christian and I were the same way. We did long distance our whole dating life and and engaged, I guess. So we didn't actually live in the same place till we got married. And it was so fun though. Like once we were together, we're like, this is the greatest thing ever. Uh, So I'm so excited for y'all to step into that. Um, well, we'll get to the question of the podcast, which is what is the best piece of advice you've ever been given? And Ben, I know you've kind of already told us at one point, one of your good pieces of advice, but if you have another one, please share it with us. And I'd love to hear from both of y'all. Yeah. Well, should we do it? So like when I look at advice, I think of like, is, should it be love themed, wedding themed, relationship themed, or like life themed? Dang, you're stacked. Most people are like, let me think. You're like, well, I have like six. Um, okay, let's go love theme for the sake of the season y'all are in. If you have yeah. one, if you have one ready oh, for I that. Do. Yeah, so like I, it's weird. My, I don't remember a lot in life. Uh, in fact, <laughs> I forget most of the stuff that happens. However, like I can like compartmentalize these little pockets in my life. And so when it comes to advice or words of encouragement, the one, like I have different the different sectors stick with me. And when it comes to love, um, I, I think the best advice, which is so unromantic, but it's uh, love is a commitment. Yep. Um, that 
it, it's one that you choose to do every morning, you choose to do every night, you choose to do it every second at, with every breath is that you choose to love, which is interesting because it helps my relationship with Jessica because like, um, you know, when I'm not feeling great about myself, when I'm frustrated or anxious, uh, I can still love her because I can choose to love her even if I'm like angry at the world or angry at myself. But then also when it comes to mm -hmm. outside, like people, friendships, I can choose to love. Uh, and I know that it just maybe doesn't always come naturally, but I can always say, I'm going to choose to love today. I'm going to choose to love this person. So that's the best advice. So good. That's great advice. And I think that's the advice that is the key to actually sticking with the relationship is that commitment mm. and not just basing it off of how you feel or what well, if everything's going right, but if it's that you committed. And so that's huge. Mm -hmm. I love that. Jess, what about you? I actually talked to my dad about this because he, I feel like this is kind of backwards, but my dad like kind of guided my dating life for a long time. Um, because as soon as I turned 16, he was like, I want you to go on as many dates as possible. And that's always been his advice to single people is like not necessarily get in as many relationships, but like talk to as many people as you can and like open yourself up to like all different types of people. That's so good. And honestly, it's really great advice for single people because then like I never had a really, really serious relationship. But when I met Ben, I just knew because I'd known all of these yeah. other people. That's so um, cool. So good. And then for like a committed relationship, my dad's advice was always put the other person first. Yeah. So even if it's something that you don't want to do, or even if it's like, you're not like what Ben said, if you're not feeling great that day, always remember that that person should be put before yourself. Yeah. And that's like help create a healthy relationship that's so good I love that we actually had my great grandma on the podcast uh I mm. guess a few weeks ago and she was so awesome she's a legend she's almost 90 and she was talking about her relationship um her husband died years ago but they were married for 57 years and she said that her best piece of advice for relationships was to get excited about what the other person loves and it was like putting putting what their excitement is first so yeah. she was saying like She's like, I'm not necessarily a basketball player, but he loved basketball. So I went to all the games and it was important that I was excited for him, that he loved that mm -hmm. and made that an enjoyable situation for both of us. And I think that goes of putting somebody else first. You have to put somebody else first to lay down your own like wants and stuff to say like, this is so awesome that we're here right now and like making life just enjoyable for the both of you. But I love the single advice because I think like I haven't heard that piece of advice, but I dated a lot of different types of people too. And whenever I met Christian, I was like, oh, I know you're the one, but I never knew, you know, when people are like, what is your type? Like I never mm -hmm. knew what my type was, but you kind of know the qualities that you're looking for. And so I think it's good to date different types of people. And then when you find the guy with the qualities, you're like, okay, this is who I commit to. That's so awesome. Yeah. I love it. Um, ben, you just wrote a book and it is so good, Alone in Plain Sight, which first of all, just the title is so gripping. I think for me, especially too, because I felt that way in my life a lot. Like, you know, even your subtitle that you're seen, but you're not known. And all these people like, they say they know you, but they don't know you. They, they see you and they have a glimpse of you, but they don't know you. And so I'm so thankful you wrote this book because I know so many people feel that way. And it's so good. It is so good. So congrats on that. For everybody listening, it comes out February 2nd. But I want to dive into some of the things that you talk about. 
You start off the first chapter right off the bat with just like a slam dunk talking about who are you, which is a question that like I think a lot of people wrestle with is who am I? And I love how you talk about you say that a jock is like something that you did, but it's not who you were. Mm. Um, because I and I think today that might even be like a revelation for people like, oh, that's what I do. That's not who I am. And I know, Jess, you like ran track. Y'all both like had significant things in your life that you were known for, even The Bachelor, even if you go on Instagram and it's your Instagram or whatever it is. But what was it like for you? You can both speak to this or one of you. Whenever you went from like, oh, what I do is not who I am. What was that freedom like in your life? I mean, I can start here. I think the the freedoms, you said it best, like there's the, what it's like is freedom. Um, because like we always try to live up to whatever expectation the world's placed on us, everybody, mm-hmm. like no matter what that title is. And that's the hopefully the the hope of that chapter is like to show that everybody's in this like in this place where they're labeled by something and maybe that label they have on them is a shame or a guilt or something that they've never been able to process Mm -hmm. through, or it's a trauma and a pain. And so the hope is that like, you can release these things and and recognize who you are as a human, like what, how you matter to others, like what, how, how your love can impact those around you. Um, But like releasing, especially for me, like releasing myself from expectations now, I still have goals, but they're a lot different than expectations. Release myself from those expectations, free me up it's to good. start living and breathing again, you know, and, and feeling it's good. and feeling like I matter and feeling like I have value. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so good. I love, I actually underlined this to like say this, but your quote when you said, when dreams are eight-year-old self staked out, become our identity and those dreams do not come true, loser and failure become our new identity. And mm. I was like, that's so true. It's like, and that's why I love that you like separated that expectation and like the goals because I oh. think that's so true. Like whenever you go for something like that and then it doesn't meet maybe what you expected it to be, then all mm. of a sudden the only thing you're left with is, oh, I failed or oh, I lost, yeah. which then creates that shame and the insecurity and that all that pain. And so, man, you, you want people straight through it. And so if you're struggling with identity, great first chapter. Uh, I love that. Jess, do you feel like there have been times in your life where you've wrapped your identity around maybe a certain thing that you were known for? Oh, totally. I mean, I, in college, I, like you said, I ran track. And so going to, I went to a big SEC school and that was like my thing. I was like, I'm the track runner. Like, this is who I am. I can't be anything else. And then throughout college, I admitted that I was struggling with an eating disorder. Mm. And so I had to quit track. Wow. And there was like six months there where I didn't really have a place. I wasn't in a sorority. And that's a big thing at SEC schools. And I really didn't know where to go or who I wanted to be. I didn't even think I could stay at the school because I wasn't the track runner anymore. So like, what was I going to be known for? Wow. Um, And that's actually when like, I say I became a Christian. I grew up in a Christian home, but that was like my turning point of it becoming a decision. Like, this is who I want to be. Mm-hmm. So that that was like my journey of identity. Wow. And it was really tough. And so even that chapter that Ben wrote, when I read it, I was like, wow, like this makes me feel less alone. Yeah. And it's so cool because I have these conversations with Ben all the time. But Wow, um, that's so cool.
spring is a great time to start something new, right? So whether it's cleaning or a new hobby or a new audiobook, a good story is always a great way to start a new journey and Audible has all that you need. I come from a family of great storytellers, so I know Audible is the home of storytelling, which is where I want to be. Audible lets you enjoy all your favorite audio entertainment together in one app. There's always something new to discover or you can rediscover some of your old favorites. Audible has an incredible selection of audiobooks from every genre like bestsellers, new releases, memoirs, mysteries and thrillers, business and more. It is the destination for mind-blowing entertainment with selections of mystery and thrillers that will keep your heart racing. And with next listen recommendations, there's always something irresistible at your fingertips. Plus, members get full access to a huge and growing selection of included audiobooks and audible originals and even podcasts like, well, that's good. So you can download them or stream them anytime, anywhere. Audible members can also pick one title each month to keep from the entire catalog, which is some serious benefits, y'all. The newly included selection of titles makes your Audible membership even more valuable and gives you the chance to discover your next favorite thing. With thousands of titles available, you're definitely going to find something that you love all in one convenient app. So I know some of you are into, you know, thrillers, crime, mystery. And I got to be honest, that's not really been my thing. So I told Bella, okay, Bella, tell me what I could like listen to that wouldn't scare me, but I would like be into it. And she told me about this title called The Last Thing He Told Me by Laura Dave. And so I started it and John Luke loved it too. And so I'm just now on the cusp of it. And y'all, let me tell you, it is very entertaining. You do want to listen to see what happened next. So if y'all are into that, Audible is a great place to find those too. New members can try Audible now for free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash Woe or just text Woe to 500 500. That's audible, A U D I B L E dot com slash Woe or text Woe to 500 500 to try Audible for free for 30 days. Okay, because this that's I didn't know that story and that's just so cool. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry that you went through that. But do you mm-hmm. feel like, okay, hindsight 2020, admitting that you were going through that, are you, even though it was so hard to admit that and you no longer did track and it was like a life change, are you glad you admitted it when you did? Totally. I'm really, really thankful. I'm glad it wasn't earlier and I'm glad it wasn't later awesome. because it was like exactly halfway through my college like career. And so I kind of feel like I got to like see who I was and then like see who I could be. Wow in like the same amount of time. And I like wouldn't change any of it. Like I think that the hard parts like in your life allow you to share them and hopefully relate to other people. And um, I wouldn't change it at all. Wow, that's so good. I love that. I wanted to ask you that because I figured you would say that you're glad that you did. And I feel like a lot of people, you know, are going through stuff that's really hard and they're so afraid to admit it because they think like, oh, it would ruin my life. Like I would lose my track or scholarship or I would lose my job or I would go through whatever it is I have to go through. But every time you do, like every time you admit something or you get something off your chest or you confess something, like it only gets you to where you're going. And so it's Mm -hmm. so important to take those leaps and to take that next step. And so that's so cool that you shared that with us. Um, For y'all, like y'all both obviously went through a time where you had to figure out who you were separated from like what you do. Are you glad that you did that before y'all met each other? Oh, yes, definitely. I was a miserable person (laughs) when I had my head wrapped around being the runner and it's still I mean, it's still something that I have to like consciously make a decision. Like I'm not going to be known for this or for that. And I still will like 
have those tendencies to want to be known for specific things. But I think after like getting over it one time, you kind of can do it again. And I think it makes you a better partner when you're not wrapped up in your own thing. But I'm really thankful that I got over like that piece of it before meeting Ben because I don't think he would have liked it. <laughs> hey, same. <laughs> I'm like, tell Christian because we, we had this moment where we know like two years before we met, we were in the airport at the same time and one of my friends mm-hmm. met him at the airport and I didn't because I went to a different gate and we're always like, what if we would have met? And I'm like, you know, thank God we did not meet because who <laughs> I was at that time was not a likable person for us to work mm-hmm. out and who where he was too. And so God's timing is so great. And I feel like when you go through those hard things and you figure out who you are and you're still going to be growing, of course, when you meet the person, but when you know who you are in Christ, it makes the whole relationship so different. Yeah, Yeah. I agree. Yeah. And it's it's interesting too, because I mean, it's fascinating to think about how much growth there was like at leading up to Jessica and then how much growth there's been since then. But like for years of my life, I wasn't a place of growth. Mm -hmm. I, I felt like I was in a place of just trying to like, process and figure out. And I also was, it wasn't until like my late mid to late twenties that I started to understand that like one, that being the victim and having everybody feel bad for you all the time, wasn't a way to move through life. Mm. And then two, as I got through after the bachelor, the, the thing was like, Hey, any amount of attention, any amount of fame is not fulfilling. And so like, Mm. what is it that's important to you? And so that question had, I had to ask myself the question, like, before I could meet Jessica, the question that I had to ask myself was, what is this that's important to me? Like, who is it that I want to be? Who am I? And that was, you know, I want to be a, somebody that loves others. I want to be somebody Good. that connects with God. I love that. And, and so that's like, that's how, that's where it spit me out. And so, yes, like I had to process through all those things before I could be a good partner to Jessica. That's so good. I love how you said in your book that no human can fix your brokenness. And I think mm. that sometimes people do wait for that in a person and it's an impossible thing to put on someone. And so I know, Ben, you talk about your faith a lot and Jess, you do too. Um, ben, what was it like for people, I guess, wondering like, because y'all both clearly had this shift in your life where even you said you found it in Christ. What what was that like finding your identity in Christ instead of trying to wait to find it in a person you would meet? Uh, you know, I think the way, the, how I'd explain it is it's finding your identity in truth. Mm, so good. I was talking to my pastor the other day and I was like, you know what? Like I can say I'm a Christian because I, I really believe in Jesus. Like it's a, it's a real thing mm. to me. It's not an idea. It's not a thought. It, it's like, a, you know, Jesus is real. And so ultimately what I'm saying is like, I'm going to follow truth wherever that may be. And Jesus mm. is truth. He's shown up in my life. It's good. Um, I have a relationship with Jesus. And so like as I pursue my faith, I'm also pursuing truth because I believe there's something greater than us out there. And I also believe that something greater calls us to love. And so that's kind of why my relationship has gotten so real because Jessica and I said it, I don't even know if she remembers it, but it was like a, a year ago. And I was like, you know what? Sometimes in my life, like I feel like I've thrown all my eggs in the Jesus basket and I have to continue to check to make sure that that basket still, I still believe in that basket. And, and I do, uh, and Jesus always shows up when I cry out for it. But like, that's yeah. where my faith lies is like, if you take Jesus away from me or, or if you take Jesus away from our relationship, like you take everything, yeah. like nothing else makes sense in my life. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. I love that. Like, 
You know, I love your chapter when you talk about like belief and doubt and all that. And I love that wrestle that you talk about. I have to check that sometimes because I think people associate and you even talk about this, like doubt with like a lack of faith, but actually they go hand in hand. And I love how you challenge people that like all of those thoughts, all of those wrestles are okay. In fact, like that only has improved your faith as you wrestled. And so I think that that is just so cool. Um, One of the things I love that you talk about, and this kind of goes with everything that you are saying, is whenever you talk about your breakup, you talk about how like you would not be where you are now without like the hard time that you went through of that breakup. And obviously it's the same with just like you talked about, you wouldn't be where you are if you hadn't admitted to the eating disorder and and you stopped doing track. And there are things in our life that are really hard, but we would not be where we are without them. And I love that you talk about y'all's song. So please share, Jess, you can can do it because girls get all giddy about this kind of stuff, (laughs) about your song, why you chose it and like what it means to y'all. Um, well, Ben showed me this song. He it's by Cody Johnson, who's someone that Ben actually introduced me to, but it's <laughs> oh, I always forget the title. Ben, what's it called? Uh what led me to you? Yeah. I know the word. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. what led me to you. But it talks about like all of the hard things, and then the chorus is like what led me to you. And so it talks about like all of the hearts that are broken all of the roads you didn't take, like all of those things. And it's what led me to you. And so so that's our first dance song. And it's also the song that's like in our engagement video and everything. Because I think that Ben's like Ben's journey is obviously more public than mine, but we wouldn't have found each other without all of those things. Yeah. So that's so sweet. I love it. Okay. Y'all don't have to share if you don't want to, but I think the way y'all started dating, like how y'all met or how y'all saw each other, if you will, is like the craziest story. So will y'all share yeah. like a little bit of that story? Yeah. Of course. Hun, do you want to share your part and, and then yeah, I can yeah. tie in what on my side? Yeah. Go ahead and start this. It's so great. Okay. Well, I'll say my part, but it won't make sense till Ben says his. But I woke up Thanksgiving 2018 and I had a direct message on my Instagram from someone with a blue check mark <laughs> and like a million followers. And I was like, what in the world? Like I was working a full-time sales job in Nashville. Yeah. I didn't have like that many followers. I was so confused on how someone could have found me. And so I showed my family. My mom was like, he was the bachelor. Like, don't you remember he was the bachelor? Like four years ago, you have to figure out how he found you. And so I was like, okay. And so me and my little brother sat down and like got all these responses going to Ben to like try and sound smooth because I'm not smooth. So <laughs> I had to be So great. And we DM'd back and forth for like a day and then FaceTimed a couple of days later and then two weeks later I flew out to Denver. Oh my gosh. And now you're there. So, That's crazy. Yeah. So on the back end of that, I was in Nashville, Tennessee for a fundraiser. Uh Brandy Cyrus was putting on this fundraiser. I'll still remember it in Nashville. It's huge. And um I was staying at the Hilton downtown in Nashville and I was checking in and there was a hockey team checking into the front desk. And I was like, I wonder what hockey team that is. So I went up to my room and I was looking at tagged pictures from that location because I figured somebody had to have like tagged the picture or tagged location with the hockey guys. And when I got on the tag location, uh, the pictures from Bridgestone Arena popped up and her picture was one of those that popped up because she was there on a date, but she posted, had posted a picture with her dad at the arena. (laughs) 
And I was like, that girl's cute. So anyways, <laughs> that's in February. I then kind of like screenshotted it because I was like, I don't know how to respond to this. That might be a little creepy. Um, and so I just saved onto it. Well, then Thanksgiving happened. And for whatever reason, I was cleaning up my phone from old pictures. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to message that girl tonight. I'm feeling adventurous. So I did. That is incredible. And, uh, that's where that's when then she woke up to the text message on Thanksgiving and the rest is history. We really never stopped talking once like she kind of responded. We just like kept talking and we're going to keep talking for that's right for forever. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I think it's so great. And it, it's so funny because Christian and I story is, is kind of similar. And it's funny because people are like embarrassed to say that, you know, he DM me, but I'm like, that is so cool. Like that you saw her on a tab picture and like Christian was the same way. He saw me like two years before we met at a passion conference and like DM me. I didn't see it till two years later, the whole thing. I actually saw after we met when I followed him and it was just crazy. And it's same thing. When we started talking, we just never, we just never stopped. And so I love y'all story. I think it's so sweet. Um, So I want to talk about, because, you know, we have a generation of people who are obsessed with the show, The Bachelor. Um, And Bachelor Nation is obviously a huge thing and all the things. And uh, no hate on The Bachelor at all. You've been through it. Other people have been through it. People who have gotten married and it's been great for them and they've had kids and everything. But I do think, you know, the way that the show is, it's kind of an unrealistic expectation of what dating is like. And so for you who's been through The Bachelor and now you who has met Jess in this very unique way, very organic way, you know, what is it, regardless of Bachelor or not, that truly do you think makes a dating relationship a good dating relationship? that people instead of being like oh the bachelor's the way to go it's like no actually these are the things that you can look for or that you can pursue mm. that actually make a relationship a good relationship yeah that's a good question um i mean i think my advice to that would be kind of similar to what you said when it came to singleness is like first off like date like explore what it is that you're interested in like what kind of makes you tick what makes you feel healthiest what makes you act best so that's the one thing is just like dating in itself is about exploring and adventure um, and figuring out now what helps make a dating relationship really healthy is I think honestly I'd sum it up to like empathy and curiosity and so like being able to look across the person at the table uh, or whatever you're doing and like empathize with them like compromise with them want to see them flourish like have that deep desire like that a lot of like what you want to see is to see them flourish Mm -hmm. and they, they know and respect the fact that you invest a lot into seeing them flourish. And then the second, um, is curiosity, like ask the right, like that you ask the questions to continue to explore who they are. Like you ask the questions to get Mm -hmm. to know them better. You ask the questions to like help, like try to figure them out, even though I don't know if you'll ever figure them out. But I think when those two things like come out of a place of love, like there's a lot of healthiness and there's a lot of excitement for the years ahead because it will never get old and it'll never get boring or repetitive. Yes. You're not flying in helicopters and Mm -hmm. yes, you know, you're not traveling the world, but like you're adventuring together in your everyday life, which is something that's like 
just would be so fun to do forever. Yeah, I love that. That's such good advice. So, so good. Jess, uh, you posted on Instagram the other day and I thought it was so sweet about how like you see so much boldness in Ben and that's something that like you want to get better at and because you're, you said you're like a nine on the Enneagram and that's not necessarily like, the trait that you're known for is like boldness or whatever. And I feel that way with Christian a lot. It's like there are so many things about him that I'm like, I know I am not, but that doesn't intimidate me. It actually helps me so much. And so what are some other things in y'all's relationship that y'all are like different in but you've actually seen each other grow from um I think one of the biggest things for me is like I said like I'm very much a peacemaker which makes me very passive so my communication is not great at all and (laughs) has a way of like asking the right questions to the point where sometimes it like frustrates me because I'm like he literally sees right through me and and I don't want to because it might like stir up something or it might like cause us to have a deeper conversation that I would just rather avoid. Right. And he's made me a much better communicator. And he also asks a lot of questions, especially like in our faith and everything. And whenever we listen to a sermon together or go to church, he always asks really hard questions afterwards. And I'm like, I want to process and make sure I'm saying the right things. But he's like, no, just like say the first thing that comes to your brain. And lots of times it's not correct for me. Yeah. And I'm going to be right all the time. So it really (laughs) encourages me to like process better and then be able to communicate better. And I hope I've grown in it in the past two years, but I know I still have a really long way to go. But that's been a really big thing. That's so cool. I love that. Ben, what's your Enneagram? Four. So I'm, Interesting. Like a, I'm the weirdo. Yeah, I'm the weirdo. I love it. No, my sister's a four. I think fours are incredible. Uh, All numbers are awesome. But I just wondered with that deeper <laughs> like thinking, like think a little bit longer about it or or even just get it out yeah. before it's perfect because that's – I'm kind of the same way. I'll just talk and talk and talk and Christian's much more of a processor and he'll say the right thing at the right time and I'm more like I've said a lot of things so here's everything <laughs> I'm thinking. Oh, that's so good. I love it. Ben, what's something that's different about Jess that, that you feel like you've uh learned from oh i mean i think i think her desire i mean like she sees it as a negative and oftentimes i'll see it as a positive like her desire to to say the right thing not coming from a place of needing to be perfect but like coming from a place of thought uh, that's cool a place of like wisdom a place of processing um i think also that like her empathy i've always said that like uh when jessica is at her best which is often (laughs) um she is the most empathetic person i've ever met which because like i'm not i'm quick to like kind of like judge or criticize or i'm a i'm a really good critic when i'm not healthy Mm -hmm. and when i'm like not in a good place and so her empathy and her care and love uh like kind of helps me readjust my thought process um which i really love and respect because i need that I, i need that bad that's awesome. I love that. Y'all it is so, Y'all are so sweet. Y'all are such a sweet couple. And I'm like so excited for y'all to see each other tomorrow. Because, you know, like oh, if you, yeah. I mean, Christian, the same way, if you have to do anything together, like online, you're like, that was so sweet. You're like, I need to see you. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I know. It's like, I need to hug you right now. That's so sweet. Okay. So lastly, I want to talk to you about this because Ben, you're so honest in your book about so many things that you've gone through. And 
Uh, I love that you have so much scripture and so much, uh, so many things in the Bible that are so relatable. Like for people who may struggle to read the Bible, it's it's so your book is so easy to read, but it's so powerful and impactful. But I love that you talked about the stuff that you knew people also wanted to talk about, like The Bachelor. And for me, like. That's always the hard thing because I don't want to talk about the thing that everybody wants me to talk about, but I know I need to because it's important that you get, you know, the the heart out. And you talked about your previous relationship and how you were engaged before, but that wasn't the person you were supposed to marry, clearly, because now y'all are together and it's so obvious that y'all two are the one for each other. And so there's a difference in that, right? I dated people that clearly weren't the one for me. Some people that I actually thought I would marry and it, and it didn't work out. What was it for you about Jess or in y'all's relationship when you were like, this really is the one I'm going to marry? Um, and what are things that mm. people can look for, those qualities to know? This is somebody like back to that word commit that I really can commit to the rest of my life with. Yeah, that's good. Uh, well, first off, like big question. There's a beauty in <laughs> It's a big question. Um, there's a beauty in the question you just asked, though, that I want to point out because um, there's something important that Jessica does for me that we talk about often that has been been the freeing thing that we spoke of before. So, like, she gives me permission to share my story, and like, she mm-hmm. doesn't run away from my story. Um, she's not scared of my story. She, yeah, I don't think she like wants to watch my season of The Bachelor over and watch it with her two eyes and like have to relive it for 13 episodes. Um, but she she has accepted <laughs> and owned the fact that like that is a piece of me. And it's made and it has like it's it's brought me to this place mm-hmm. today. And it has it's caused scars, it's caused wounds, it's caused me to like see better what I wanted in a partner. Um, and so I don't feel like I have to run away mm-hmm. from that or hide it or suppress it, which is like freeing for me and like a really beautiful thing in a partnership that she allows me to share my story freely yeah. and openly and honestly. So, so good. I want to start there uh, because that is a huge reason why uh, you know you can commit to somebody and that you want to commit to somebody for the rest of your life because they free you of any shame and any pain, mm-hmm. like not pain, they free you of any shame and any guilt that you've carried from past relationships, it would be really easy for me, similar to you, like to walk into life and feel like I'm only defined by a reality show that I did for a period of my life. Yes, it's a part of my story, but it's not hopefully going to be the biggest. In fact, I also hope that it's not the thing at 70 years old that I'm sitting on the couch going, that was the coolest thing I've ever done in my life. I hope there's some other stuff involved. And so (laughs) I want to be free to like own the fact that that was a season of my life, but Mm. also move forward in what the next chapter is. So the final mm-hmm. thought to this is that like I knew I could commit to Jessica because one, uh, she wants to see me thrive. Like she awesome. desires to see me thrive. Um, she desires to see me free. Um, and she also, I'm a better man with her in my life mm-hmm. because she doesn't restrict me. Now, there's yeah. obviously when you get in a relationship, there's new boundaries that are set. Like there's new things that are wise and unwise to do. But when it comes to me as a person and like, who like God is called like what God has called me towards. I know that if I told her, I think God has called me to this or, Hey, I want to go hang out with my buddies tonight. She is, I don't have to worry about the fact that I am just going to get destroyed back home. <laughs> She's going to just be like, you just go like, do you? And That's I don't awesome. know. It's just a freeing that I have with her. Like I feel very free and my burden is lifted with her. 
That's so good. No, I'm so glad that you shared that. And the thing is, like for people listening, I don't just ask all these questions so y'all can just talk to each other about it because I know you know all these things. You you know Ben thinks about yeah. you. You know Jess thinks about you. But I think that y'all are such a great example for this generation to look up to. Like it, it I'm so thankful for you all because you are a Christian couple who pursues the Lord, pursues each other so respectfully and so sweetly. Y'all don't try to be perfect. You're very real about struggles you've gone through. And I think that, you know, a lot of people, like we talked about, like The Bachelor's, their idea of dating or a dating another dating show they watch or a dating podcast or yeah. whatever. And not that those are bad things at times. They can be good things, but for that, that's not really realistic all the time. And so to hear from a real couple who is really walking through life and willing to share the real things and also like point to Jesus as the thing that makes everything work I'm so thankful for and I want to ask y'all these questions so people can hear how you talk to each other how y'all are kind to each other how you pursue each other because that is such a great example and I'll just say so thank y'all for like who y'all are and how y'all are walking this out and just like just to say from every woman in the world I just have to like respect you for your confidence like you have such a quiet confidence about you because you're not flashy with your confidence you don't have to post certain pictures of you wearing certain things or doing things or flashing where you're at. You're just confident because of who you are and you sit in that so beautifully. And I think that that's why you can let Ben share his story and be who he is because you're free to be who you are and it's huge. And so thanks for just being you. And Ben, thanks for being such a good man who has um, just continued to stay true to who you are and your faith and just openly shared with the world things you've gone through because it's helped so many people. So I just think the world of y'all, I respect y'all so much. I've like seen y'all both at different times but never hung out all together. So one day we need a double date. We'll have to hit up Colorado. But thanks for being on the podcast and just sharing your hearts with us. Hey, thank you for well, having thank us. You. It's always a pleasure. That's really to kind, and thank you for having us. Yeah. Yes, hopefully the, the next time I'll see you, it'll actually be in person. Gosh, hopefully. <laughs> we always time. say this. I know. It's, it really is actually time. We've had so many conversations. <laughs> all right. Yes, well, love please. you guys. Hey, thank you, Sadie. Love you all. You. See you guys. Welcome back to the Good or Bad Advice. Ooh, that's I'm your good. host, Christian, and this is my lovely assistant, Sadie. Assistant? Why'd you say wife? My wife assistant. Okay, thanks. I'll take it. Uh, we love this part of the podcast where you guys send in good and bad advice to our yep. Instagram and on our Ello Sister It's our app. favorite part of the day. It's our favorite of the part week. of the day. We love it. All right, let's get to it. Christian, you only yes. get better by being with people who are better than you. That's so true for you. You're so much better yeah. ever since I came into your life. <laughs> that is so true. Looking at my life before, Sadie, then I'm just like, you can't even get it in the shot. It's just way up here. Out of the um, but no, I think I think that's true. Um, but I do think sometimes, you know, hanging out with people that maybe aren't as skilled with you in something that they like that can cause you to rise up, you know? It's so true. Um, so I think there's that aspect of it too. Yeah, I think there's both. I mean, obviously, I think it's a good thing to hang out with people who might be years above you and yeah, whatever they're good at more wisdom yeah. more 
more grace, more love, more energy, better at you than working out. That's good for me with Christian because he helps me with that. There are aspects of your life that you want to hang out with people who push you to be better. But then there are times that you might be a little better than somebody at something and you need to invite them into it and humbly yeah. teach people. And I by think. doing that, that can even help you increase whatever you're doing. Yep. For Makes sure. the world a better place. Yeah. Good stuff. You make me better too, babe. You um, make me better too, babe. I'm just being dramatic. Wait. Me too. Whenever I said that. We're so sweet. Oh my, people are gaggy. I'm just kidding. All right, your direction is more important than your speed. That, that is advice for you. Yeah. That's good advice for you. You need to take that. Yeah, I received that. Actually, this, I received that. This was a good advice when we got from Christian. I took a tennis lesson last week, and the guy was telling Christian, like, you're driving the car 100 miles per hour, and the car is like, hard for you to control because you're going at such a fast speed. A lot of my shots were just not going in. Because they weren't in. going in, but they were hard and they were fast. They were going rockets. in. And he said, take it. <laughs> he said, take it back to like 60 like miles per hour, like 70. It's like, you can actually drive like the car like 60%. And it was so good because Christian stopped trying to kill it every time and he's actually getting the ball in, which made him a much better player. So I think that is great advice and it kind of echoes what we just learned. Yeah, that's true. But also think about it too, like when we were dating, you know, we had that, we always talked about, you know, yes, we're going the same direction, but we want to be going the same speed and the same pace. Yep. So I think, I think there are aspects that you can be going the same direction, but if if you're running faster than I'm running, you're not going to want to be dragging me along. So even yep. if it is the same direction, you you want you might want to be cautious of it in that area. True. I love that. It's great. All right. When you're sad, eat chocolate chip pancakes. Ooh, yes. Great Why would advice. you not? You like blueberry pancakes. I do. You're healthier yeah. than me. But that's not even like healthy. I just think they taste uh, just yeah, as... You're healthier. No, that's like a blueberry muffin, a chocolate chip muffin. I'm not eating the blueberry muffin because it's more healthy for me. I think it tastes good. Okay. That's cool. I've always thought you did it because that Thank was healthier you. and I just like chocolate chip better. But I will say like obviously chocolate chip pancakes will not cure your sadness and i don't think you should cope with food or anything other than god but yeah. chocolate chip pancakes are good and why would you not eat one when you're sad Boom. that's true yeah Boom. Boom. i think we ended there because that was great advice that was great advice <laughs> go eat a chocolate chip pancake peace